0: Welcome. You're listening to the Spa Business Mastery Podcast, a place for team and solo spa owners to learn how to scale their business growth and impact by implementing thriving systems and strong leadership. Welcome back to the Spa Business Mastery Podcast, everyone. I'm really glad you're here, dear spa owners, particularly because of the time of year we are approaching and that is tax time. Um, And it's all the time of year we we all have some stinking thinking about, like we don't really love tax time. And this is why I've always been a huge proponent of having um, uh, your financial team. So having uh, a bookkeeper, um, an accountant, kind of whatever is right for your business. Um, It's so important to keep your books in good order, good shape for the end of the year. So I would love to um, welcome my guest, Lily Cook. Um, Lily is a, a spa owner. She owns Oasis Skincare in southern rural Illinois. Uh, Lily has been a client of mine for a few years now. We've worked together. And she has, you know, she, although she's a spa owner, um, once I discovered that she was a bookkeeper, I was just like, ah, what? <laughs> How have I not known this about you? Because, I mean, you're literally like a unicorn, <laughs> Lily somebody who understands the spa industry as an owner, and you have the designation as a bookkeeper. Um, Tell me how this process happened for you.
1: So just a little bit of backstory, and thank you so much for having me today. Um, Big backstory, I grew up in a teeny, teeny, tiny town where representation matters. I didn't know you could be an esthetician, to be completely honest. So I uh, did what I saw as successful. I had an older brother that is a CPA. And when I was 14, I went to Chicago to uh, visit him over the summer. And, you know, of course he had like the tiny apartment downtown and the cute little sports car. And I was like, I'm going to do whatever he's doing. And so all through high school, I took um, accounting classes. I went to college, got an accounting degree, um, worked in that sector for 10 to 15 years. And By that time, um, the Kardashians told me what an esthetician was. (laughs) I I was literally watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and one of them got a facial and was talking about the experience and stuff. And I had always been the kid growing up that took the long baths, played in my mom's makeup. I was the person who all my cousins came to to do their prom prom makeup. So I always had a love for skincare. Um, However, I just didn't know you could do that. So once I, the company that I was working for, um, I helped them go through the audit process to sell their company. And the company that purchased it was like, hey, Lily, we really like you. We'd like for you to come on board, however. Uh, you'd have to move you and your family to Chicago, which I'm about six hours South of the city. And so I was not willing to do that, but instead I told, asked them, how about you give me the same severance package that you're giving the rest of the people in Southern Illinois, And I took that severance package and talked to my husband and he had great faith in me. I went to school to be an esthetician and my accounting background 100% helped me start Oasis. And now it's one of the premier spas in rural Southern Illinois.
0: That's, that's That's a great story. Isn't that so funny? Like you know as little girls and young women kind of interested in beauty and makeup and kind of all the things and then that moment where you discover it's like i can make a living this way <laughs> like this exactly. is a thing yeah it's that's exactly it, it was it was pretty eye opening for me yeah and so you know now that you know like so you've got um you've got a spa you've had it for quite a few years um you have, the model you have is an employee model, plus you have some independent contractors that you rent space out to, correct?
1: That is correct. Yeah. So, and now that I've kind of worked my way out of my treatment room full-time, I work about one day a week. I truly don't believe I can manage and keep up with the processes and the systems without like touching clients regularly to see where the holes are and be able to really, um, relate to my uh my teammates my staff Um, and
0: and that's actually why like that's how you and I met you wanted to actually get out of the treatment room full time like being in the treatment room full time so that you could actually manage your spa business
1: correct and so that started I think I started working with you right in the middle of 2020 um got things really going by 2021 kind of as, and I really played in 2022, 2023 um, with our marketing strategy, what, what really works for us. We figured it out. I mean, I literally tried every single recommended type of um, growth strategy, memberships, packages, um, events, all of them to see like which which one's really stuck, which one's really worked for us. Um, and now that I know that, I do feel more confident like I can step away, step back, take um and take a more of a CEO role in the business and so far it's going great and in the meantime because apparently I'm just a crazy person. <laughs> I would
0: I wouldn't call you a crazy person. I would just call you very focused and very driven. <laughs> Thank
1: you. <laughs> um so in the meantime because as I was wearing that CEO hat, I'm reaching out to other providers in my area. I'm, you know, talking to other salon owners and the same thing kept coming up. Well, you know, I would do more of this, but you know, I I have to save for taxes or I would do more of this, but I now owe the IRS $6,000 because I didn't put enough in. And so the story kept being the same. And I never had that problem because I did stay on top of my bookkeeping. But the really big eye opening part was in 2020 when we had to close our doors um, due to the pandemic. You know, I was able to quickly apply for, you know, we aid. Um, I was able to apply for PPP loans. I was able to apply for SBA loans and all of these things because I had my documentation in place. Um, yeah, so you had your kind of
0: financial ducks in a row.
1: And so many of my cohorts in my area didn't, or, you know, they were trying to stay cash based to avoid paying taxes. Well, unfortunately that meant now you have no, uh, documented revenue. So how can I, how can you go to a bank and ask for a loan? Mm -hmm. So when I started seeing those problems, that's when skincare, uh, bookkeeper became a thing.
0: (laughs) um and so you know that that once you saw that need um I, and i i couldn't agree with you more it's it's not just in your area it is like all over north america and it, and fair enough you know as as um you know estheticians going to school for aesthetics how much how much even business was even in your course like very little if any um but never mind kind of understanding the financials of how how to look at your business with a financial lens and you know I was one of those people it took it took me going to in-depth training to understand that I can't just look at a profit loss sheet and understand the whole of my business and I think well I know I hear from a lot of um, spot owners that there's just this general frustration of they don't they can't see the full, 360 perspective of the finances in their business. So they, they can't understand, they don't understand why there's not enough money at the end of the month when there's a lot coming in. So, you know.
1: So I think, I think there is a disconnect between our booking software and our bookkeeping software. If you have it, mm -hmm. Um, some people don't even, you know, have a bookkeeping software Instead, what they have is a CEPA that they meet with once a year. Mm -hmm. And so some people get those financial statements that you're talking about, the profit and loss statement, the balance sheet, the cash flow statement, and others have never even looked at them. What they look at is simply their bank account and that tells them whether or not they can spend money or whether or not they have money to <laughs> so, so, it's so this
0: whole this full range of like being completely in the dark about things um and being so analog with it and then you know those that you know have a bookkeeper or a CPA and they're they're on top of getting their books done they're still the piece where they don't quite understand how to read their financials with that so i really like that the fact that you have the accounting background with the spa business background that you can help you understand what's going on in the financial head of a spa owner and why they don't understand things.
1: (laughs) You know, and it's funny because one of the things that I do in my company is we have a monthly meeting. And of course it's to talk about what promotions that we have going on, what support the team needs. Um, But I also sit down and I don't pull up like, all of of our our, our financial statements one because it would be overwhelming to them but two i don't have that much time to go over it but we do very high level so they do get to see a cash flow statement they do get to see that's so important that's uh, so important for your team to see because all the team sees is
0: money going in they don't see it literally hemorrhaging out you know when (laughs) for most spas Um, With that, that's called open book management. And I did that with my spa as well. And that was such an eye opener for them. The first meeting we did that with where they went down my expense list. um, Mm -hmm. And they were just like, Oh my God,
1: this cost this and that cost that. They never complained after that. You know, they, I won't say they won't complain. (laughs) Um, They, but they are, the buy-in is much uh, higher. And they understand, like when I'm talking about, hey, uh, make sure you get all of the product out of the bottle. They understand why, yeah. um, and also because we invest in a full time front desk, they understand why. Um, sometimes I always talk about, like you're, it's gonna, it's a shared bucket, and so if you don't want to have to check a person in, check a person out, um, make sure they're rebooked. Make if you don't want to have to do that, and me pay you for that, like be conscious that that's where that money is going. Mm. And so it does allow us to be more cohesive as a team. And they are more uh, conscious of being cost effective because they understand that because we do profit share bonus, basically. So mm. if the company does well, we're all going to do well. Well,
0: it's important for them to see where all the leaky bits are, are you know, where the where the leaks are in the business bucket um, and and and. and- that's one of those places is is you know back bar usage um and you know why you need to keep an eyeball on you know kind of what's being used and new new bottles being opened and other the old bottles you know they've got about an inch left of product so that's one way that it can (laughs) it can literally leak out of your business
1: a hundred percent or ordering too frequently ordering too um ordering too soon um it's inventory management, I think is something that's so, so overlooked. Um, It's one of those places just because, you know, normally we're ordering six of those in the month of January, when your retail is really not that great, you don't reorder those. So, and sometimes you just push a button and it tells you what to, you need to reorder. No, as a, as a spawner, you definitely need to sit down and look at those things, right? Look at how much is actually moving? How much is at? How much actually needs to be reordered versus just reordering it because you get free shipping?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's sometimes not a good enough reason. The shipping, <laughs>
1: sometimes the shipping is co- It's more cost effective. Yeah. So
0: um, I want to I want to talk about kind of the importance of niching bookkeeping into the spa industry. Um, you know. Because you are a spa owner, so like you've you have the perspective of both sides and both roles. What is what are your thoughts on on kind of the importance of niching, having a bookkeeper that understands spa?
1: So a couple points. Um from, from experience, I have worked with I've tried to get away from doing my own bookkeeping in my spa um for a while when i was working on all the sops with you i did outsource um my bookkeeping and great people absolutely super intelligent um clearly knew what they were doing however i would find things um that just didn't look right to me because i knew what i was looking at right so some people not not with the skill set wouldn't know necessarily um how to catch those errors so what I have found is the importance whether or not it's in you know um, in spa or in any other industry, expertise matters because when things are off or not quite right, if you don't really know the back end of an industry, you won't ever know like my bookkeeper at the time, I would bring things to her attention. And she would just be like, oh, okay, well, I'll do that differently next time. I'm, but how would, she wouldn't really know unless I pointed it out. Yeah. And so I felt like I was constantly having to. Um, well, let's keep an eye on direction. it. Well, it
0: <laughs> like, keep this kind of hawk eye on it. And that, that was kind of why you hired it out. So you didn't have
1: exactly. to.
0: Exactly. exactly. Um,
1: yeah. So, totally. I really, so I really, so I, I'll. Put this into perspective too. You know, my husband owns a business, and uh, we have outsourced his bookkeeping. It's an automotive book, uh, an automotive business. So there's lots of parts inventory um, and things of that nature. And so, if you don't have a perfect, another perfect example is construction. Individual project bookkeeping is totally different than monthly uh, recurring revenue bookkeeping um certain things that we do in spa that other industries don't do well, such yeah. as gift cards a lot of bookkeepers wouldn't know that gift cards are a type of deferred revenue like you don't get to just book that to and sale. That, and that can
0: really really screw you financially
1: yes it will kill your cash flow
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um and it like cuz the spa industry you know kind of like construction and automotive it's quirky Right, yeah. like yes. even this is why you you hire spa business consultants because a a general business consultant doesn't get it. Like we're not just service, we're not just retail. We're we're both, and they have to have very specific benchmarks and expectations for both. And general business people, accountants, like all of it, they just they just don't know. They don't know what they don't know.
1: And when you really think about it while the beauty industry is like this huge billion dollar industry, it's made up of tiny small businesses. And honestly, a lot of large accounting firms one overcharge, but two, they almost look down upon Mm -hmm. um, a smaller one person solo provider business. They, and it's so you water. end up getting very, <laughs> you end up getting very watered down service and treatment. To be completely honest, so mm-hmm. there's been plenty of times where I've gone to, um, I mean, I've, I've at one point worked for a uh, accounting firm that, you know, you got maybe an hours worth of time looked at your books uh, because it is an hourly based industry or it was at the time very much so and so if you had someone that came in that only had you know 100 transactions a month that was piddly yeah, and but really when you think about our industry it's those small businesses those 100k uh, a year to 350k a year businesses that make up mm. that billion dollar industry and Absolutely. so you have to have somebody that really appreciates and understands how that business needs to operate and flow to one grow it, but also to do it properly, consistently and make sure the business owner has the information that they need in a timely manner to make sound decisions.
0: Well, and that's kind of
1: part of that,
0: you know, another part of that issue of it's kind of like a, a negative feedback loop. You know if a small business like 100k to 350 K isn't really worth their time, um yeah. like how like how do those little small businesses get better like on the financial ends of it? So like no wonder so many spas are kind of just spinning their wheels and unable to break through the hundred thousand if they're a solo or break through the 250 if they've got a you know one or two team members or whatever. So it kind of it feeds back into itself, unfortunately, when you don't get the right support that's niched for you
1: that and then you end up going to and nothing against HR block or Jackson Hewitt, tax professionals like but I want to make sure that your listeners understand the difference between a tax professional, a CPA, and a bookkeeper. Sometimes they kind of all get looped in together.
0: Okay, let's get let's get it cleared up. So
1: <laughs> cut it all straight. So a tax professional technically you do not have to have someone Certified or anything to be, to um submit your taxes. That's what TurboTax is. I know a lot of um solo providers just starting out like to do their own taxes. So technically, you don't actually have to have a CPA do your taxes, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but that also means you don't have to have any um you know supportive education to do them either. Um, so that's number one. Number I like to do it on your own. It's like at your own risk. A hundred percent. A bookkeeper is in the day-to-day of your business. So I like to call a bookkeeper a historian. They are going to record the transactions as they are happening. They're taking notes on your business as it moves forward. So what a bookkeeper does for you, yes, they're going to produce your you know financial statements at the end of the day. Um, and then allow you to have time to reflect on that information so that you can make projections for the future. Mm -hmm. And the bookkeeper is only looking at your business transactions, okay? Whereas a CPA, their role is to marry your um, business and your personal life. So a CPA is going to look at do you have any other forms of income? So for me, my husband owns a business as well. Um, do you have children? Do you get child tax credit? Do you, in the in the States, do you, um, you know, are you a part of the Affordable Health Care Act? Do you need to take that deduction or get that reimbursement? So a CPA is going to encompass everything so they can then project how much you need to pay and set aside for future taxes. So a bookkeeper plays a role in how your CPA can do those projections for you. So it's not that you need one or the other. A CPA can do bookkeeping. I will tell you, you will pay a premium rate for them to do bookkeeping. Um, So it's not to say that you don't need that person. And 100%, I recommend having both. If you are, again, if you have a The only time that I would recommend maybe trying to do your taxes on your own is if you have one single W-2 at the end of the year.
0: Yeah. Just like super basic.
1: Super basic where you just have to say, this is how much income I made and this is how much tax that I paid. Tell me if I owe more or less. That's the only time that you should be doing that on your own. If you own a business, if you have multiple W-2s, if you are a part of the Affordable Health Care Act, any of those things you need to be having a CPA. And to be completely honest, I, I, I know people think like, oh, they're going to be so expensive. For tax preparation, they're very, very comparable to the chains. Yes. So just reach out and find somebody that you trust. Yeah, so
0: it's what you're saying is get a bookkeeper. It'll be a lower, lower price point for you per month than hiring a CPA to do those tasks. The bookkeeper is in your business on the day-to-day. The CPA is more like once a year we get together my bookkeeper sends, sends them the stuff and they make, they make magic for the,
1: for your taxes. Exactly. Exactly. They make magic. You might, and if you are, you know, 500 K plus and you have a lot of moving pieces, you might meet with your CPA once a quarter.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Just so that, you know, like even like this, you, you want it, you definitely need to get your books done every month so that you can see what's happening and be able to course correct. Like, please don't leave all your monthly stuff until the end of the year, because how you could of course corrected like eight months ago and, you know, be in a different position. So I'm a huge proponent of like, keep on top of it. If you've got a bookkeeper, then, you know, this is a relationship, a business relationship that you can, you know, get into a rhythm of, you know, a system of submit, uploading your, your invoices. And yes. And I love the fact like my bookkeeper actually doesn't, is in a different province. Um, you know, we just do this all digitally. We, I upload all my invoices to a G drive and we have a phone call <laughs> on Zoom if we need, it's, it's made, it's made it so easy. So I think it's even, I think it's wonderful now that we don't, we're not kind of having to be stuck with what we've got just in our local area in terms of that. kind
1: Absolutely. Of- the, the, the ability to find and meet with people that, are one in your industry, but two, just that you may like, um, that make you feel comfortable, that you feel like you can be vulnerable with. And because th- th- that is a relationship. And I do think sometimes spa owners um because that we do kind of have a little bit of a chip on our shoulder because the world has kind of told us that what we do for a living is a hobby. <laughs> so we do have to have a chip on our shoulder. So when we do make financial missteps it's really hard for us to open our mouths and just say hey i need some support i need some help but there are people there are people in this industry specific book specifically bookkeepers that work in the spa industry that want to see you succeed and want to see you grow and are willing to help you. Yeah.
0: And it's easier like, you know, for somebody that's been in the spa industry before, it's easier for you to do somebody's books that is in the spa industry because you're yes. like, yeah, I know this is my jam. I know this stuff. Like <laughs> and I know what questions to ask. And you, yeah, you know what questions to ask. And I think you would probably also know which what things to bring up if they're not asking the questions. Cause you know, a lot of spa owners don't know what they don't know. So they don't even know what they need to be asking for, which is so frustrating because you know, you're missing something. And that's what I felt like for most of my, my entrepreneurial life that um, I haven't had a kind of bookkeeper and accountant consistently. And that I've been able to have that kind of, that kind of relationship with them.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I I agree in that I remember our first call together and that's exactly what I said. So while I had all of this, um, you know, accounting and bookkeeping and business background, I just needed to know like, what are the spa benchmarks? Yeah. What are the things that I need to be trying to shoot for? Cause I just didn't know. And you were able to help me sort that out. So on either side, there's that going to be that little bit of, um,
0: well, it's just, just more different. synergistic. Yeah. It's just more synergistic, right? Like you, you know what they need, you know, that, yeah. that, that that's how that can work. Um, I would love it if you could share, um, before we hop off, if you would be able to share a tip, uh, for our listeners around kind of bookkeeping and, and accounting, what would you like to share?
1: So uh, I'm totally stealing this. You told me this uh, years ago uh, that even if you are outsourcing things, you get to delegate. You do not get to abdicate. So you still have to be an active member in your mm-hmm. bookkeeping process because, again, it's garbage in, garbage out. So if you are not giving the or giving your bookkeeper the access that they need, whether they need to, you know, maybe sometimes you might need to pay for another user Um, Sorry, (laughs) you might need to pay for another user Um, account in your book in your spa software to make sure they have access to the reports that they need. Um, Sometimes that means investing in other um, softwares such as HubDoc so that you can upload um, all of your receipts and take pictures on the go of all of your receipts for your bookkeeper. Those types of tools are investments and will make the relationship and make the data that they put into those reports more accurate and more seamless so that you have the information that you need to be able to make those decisions um, more, more uh, quickly. Just, yeah,
0: just, and I mean, when it comes to spot ownership and particularly the admin time, they're a big problem is just the inefficiencies. So <laughs> Actually, I I have a, I have a, I've been working with a new bookkeeper for about four months now. um, And she's lovely. And, you know, we had a meeting where like, let's hop on and talk about, it was more like the onboarding meeting that she shared with me as far as like the efficiencies in working with her. And, you know, she's got some things set up for me. She sends me the links, but also, Hey, do you mind if you add me as a user to your PayPal? Um, you know, I don't have to see all the things just limit my, my access, but then I don't have to bug you for reports and you don't have to go in and I don't have to do all the reports. So that definitely, you know, you want to, it's worth, you know, a lot of some things you don't need to, uh, pay for more as far as a user, but some things you do, and it's just worth it to allow your bookkeeper the efficiency to go in, get the information they need without like, sending you a message and then you're with a client or you're doing something else and you don't get back to her until tomorrow. And and then it's just kind of disorganized.
1: Yes. And in the beginning, you might find that you meet with your bookkeeper once a week. And then after you get the systems worked out, you meet with them biweekly and then you meet with them monthly and, and then you're on the roll. So just know that just like with any new relationship in the same way that we massage our clients, you know, you don't, sell them every single product that you have right out of the gate mm-hmm. You gotta get to know them, get to know what systems work for them and your bookkeeper relationship will be the same way. Yeah. That's wonderful.
0: Well, I so appreciate that you took the time out. Um, I, you are a busy lady. Um, <laughs> like I said, I know that you're very ambitious and you've got a passion for spa and you have a huge passion for business. Uh, And you're a very smart cookie. So I would, I I wouldn't bring on somebody onto our podcast um, that I didn't fully kind of trust and believe in. Um, Now, where can, um, where can our listeners uh, reach you? So you are taking some new bookkeeping clients at the moment, correct?
1: I am yep. and it's perfect timing um if, especially if you need those cleanups uh for the end of 2023 to get them ready for your tax season um you can find me on my website is the easiest way skincarebookkeeper.com and of course you can find me on facebook and instagram as well the il the illinois skin care business coach
0: Wonderful. Um, So I'll also put your contact information, how people can reach you um, on our show notes that um, whether they're getting this via email um, or Instagram or YouTube or Facebook, um, they'll be able to reach out to you and ask questions that they need. Um, And if they need somebody to help them get their their bookkeeping in order, I would definitely say that you're you're their gal. Thanks for thanks for joining me, uh, Lily. I really appreciate it.